business consultant Ian Mann at Gateways Business Consultants and operator of us, the only business book club we know in South Africa joins me this evening. It sounds absolutely brilliant, Ian Mann. It is. It? It is. It's uh, it's fascinating stuff. It's not that it hasn't been written up elsewhere, but all these stories have been written up in so many different places. All of a sudden, you've got one book that has um, lots of very, very interesting decisions that were made that really affected um, business in, in unusual ways. And uh, it's, it's, I think it's very useful to read this stuff, and I'll tell you why. The difference between a, 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 a good executive and a bad executive is not their education or their intelligence or their insights, but the decisions they make. And decision-making is what really differentiates the, the winners from the losers because all winning things are based on a decision that was made. So I think we need to focus on decision-making and anything at all that can enrich your ability to make quality decisions has got to be a good idea. And I think this is a good book. But we, we all make decisions all the time. We, there are billions of business decisions taken every single year. Some are absolutely minuscule. Some are cumulative. Um, some change the shape of companies for better or for worse. What differentiates a great decision maker from the rest of us? I, I, I going to show you from the stories we'll talk about. We can talk about bringing back Steve Jobs as an example. They, some of them are, are quite intentional and some of them are completely despite what people wanted to do, the right decision turned up. And let me uh, I use Steve Jobs advisedly because general impression is that Apple suddenly discovered, yes, Steve was magnificent. I know he was a difficult chap to deal with, but hey, let's bring Steve back and let's fix things up. Nothing like that happened. The reality was that the board um, had brought on Scully. Scully didn't get on with Jobs, neither did anybody else. And they have to part company. He walks off with, with a lot of money, and he's not a poor man. He goes on to start Next, which is essentially a failure. Um, out of Next flows Pixar, which was a mistake and turned into a billion-dollar business and made him a billionaire. And then they Scully goes because he doesn't make it. The board brings on Spindler, um, who doesn't make it either. Then the board brings on Jill Almelio who doesn't make it either. And I'll tell you why I know they didn't make it, because by 1996, um, during um, Emilio's tenure, you had a loss of 816 million, which is a great deal of money to lose (coughs) in a single year. It tends to focus a board's mind, doesn't it, when it has failure after failure after failure. Yes. And then you say, well, isn't Steve Jobs the most obvious person to bring back? Well, quite definitely not. Firstly, um, Next wasn't a success. It wasn't as if you're bringing in the CEO of Next who was really, really a hotshot guy and really done incredibly well. He hadn't. And when they bought Next pretty much to bring jobs on, um, well, some of the people on the board did, and the, most of the board didn't want him back at all. He wasn't interested in coming back either. In fact, when they, when he, when they bought Next, he insisted in being paid in cash by Apple who bought them. Now, what that says is that I don't actually believe that this Apple thing is going to survive. Otherwise, I'd say, why don't you just give me Apple shares mm. in exchange for next? So he wanted cash and he got cash. Um, they didn't put him on the board when he first joined. Uh, he was almost like an informal advisor who sort of wandered around <laughs> and was in his wandering around the, the building that he discovered um, Ives, Jonathan Ives, who was the real genius behind um, the designs that came up in, in, in Apple. And 
uh, at the time also he was acting as CEO of Pixar, so it didn't seem to work. He wanders around. He has free reign of the place. He's not a director, but he's an informal consultant. And he manages to get Emilio fired. They said it wasn't a coup as much as it was just jobs being jobs. <laughs> and, and eventually he joins the board, but they don't put him on the CEO. Uh, and he, as a board member, he manages to perch the board of anybody who wasn't his friend um, and is left with only friends. And he agrees to come on as the interim CEO, which is why he was called the I, you know, small, lowercase yeah. I, CEO, as an interim CEO. Uh, and after that, as he b- took greater charge, he managed to fire a huge number of staff and also a huge number of products. So where is this a great decision? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling. I mention that is because it, it was a great decision in retrospect by mistake. But then there were great decisions, <laughs> there were great decisions which were not re- in retrospect. And I'd like to just give you one. Mm. Samsung, the head of Samsung, Lee Kung-hee, in, in the 1990s, he's the son of the founder. In 1993, he takes over. And the company is producing lackluster products, which are really just lookalikes of everybody else sold cheaper. Today, it's the 17th biggest brand in the world. One of the things he did, which was really unusual at the time, he, told, he took the best and brightest of the company and said, you guys, the best and brightest people we've got, and we're not a great company, we're not terribly rich, are going to take a year off. You're going to get three months training on how to behave overseas, and then we're going to send you to an overseas place, and you're going to go there for a year. Your agenda is to hang out and find out what's going on. I'll give you an example of a man who gave a report. Oh, by the way, he had to give a report at the end of this. His report basically described how for the 10, 12 months he was in Russia, he got to know Russians. He drank a lot. He ate a lot. He met a lot of people, and he just hung out for a year. Um, the The... His name was Kwang Mu, uh, Kwang Mu uh, Park Kwang Mu, and, and he said that he, he learned so much about Russia at the time. He was like waiting for a plane that had been delayed for 10 hours, mixing with Russian people. Before he left, he learned the, he learned the language. And the view of, 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 the, of, the, of the chairman, Chairman Lee, was eventually it will be useful. Well, eventually it was in less, than, in less than 20 years, they became the largest selling brand in Russia. This was an amazing decision because at the time, Koreans didn't go anywhere. To go on an overseas flight was just so unusual. And you certainly didn't take your best, your brightest sons and say, you're going to go away for a year with no agenda yeah. except to find out what's going on. And that was a, a deliberate decision. Uh, and interestingly, that's precisely what Chris Becker did about five or six years ago in his last retirement. Um, he took a year out to go and observe, didn't he? I mean, I don't know if he copied Samsung, if it was his own idea, but it's paid off handsomely for us. It does. And I, I think that the bravery of a decision like that was it wasn't at a time when they had money. It wasn't at a time when they could afford that their brightest sons. And they, by the way, they went to, they, they've been in 80 countries. They called these guys regional specialists. Mm. So over a period of time, 80 of your brightest people took 13 months off with no specific agenda, just to hang out in the country and, and meet people and, and have friends. So when you came back 10, 10 years later, you'd have an, a social circle that would be useful to you in business. It was those sort of decisions which were very, very determined, deliberate decisions. But, but this is interesting because these are not the immediate decisions that make the company a billion rand this year. These are decisions that pay off over time. And I think that's why you like it uh, be, because it is, this is about being, having the vision and the ability to see, um, not even see the future, but to find out what the future might be like and maybe to shape that future. And, and it, quite deliberately, uh, just in the last moment, the, uh, Jack Welsh – 
is firing 100,000 people at the same time as he's investing $50 million in upgrading a facility that they already have in place in Crontonville. Now, that takes an incredible bravery. The public hate you. You're known as Neutron Jack. And at the same time, you're saying, I know that the future of this organization is having a world-class five-star facility in which we're going to train the future leaders of our organization. You have to have real, real foresight, real prescience to know that that's how, how your company is going to be great. And today, something like 90% of all the top leadership inside GE are grown up inside GE and educated by GE in the Crontonville University. Check our companies around South Africa and see how many oh, of the yeah. board members actually <laughs> grew up in them and they trusted the board. And I'll tell you one last thing on this. Mm. The people who lecture – in, in, in Crontonville, the vast majority of them are actually practicing managers inside the organization teaching the next generation of managers. That is an incredible achievement. It sounds a bit like um, – what's that other company we spoke about earlier? Oh, yes, SAB Miller. <laughs> it does. Yes, indeed. And But those, that's what makes these absolutely iconic organizations. The other organizations – um, don't are the ones who who in in a downturn in a heartbeat will cancel all training in the company. Yeah. Um, certainly, you don't have the CEO going out in the limb when everybody hates him, the markets hate him, the the public hate him. His the staff are terrified, and he spends he spends fifty fifty million upgrading a training facility, which because he believes it's got to look it's got to be it's got to be a five class five star classy institute. To to train five-star people for mm. the future. That's fabulous. And man, thank you very much. The Managing Director of Gateways Business Consultants, the editors of Fortune Magazine, putting together the world's best business decisions. The details of that book on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Bruce Business.